You're tuning into the Relentless Pursuit Podcast, the foundation of equity, where our Kansans are having justice-centered dialogues to promote the equilibrium of humanity in the natural state and beyond. I'm your host, Crystal C. Mercer, native Arkansan, artist, activist, poet. You can always find me in the digital space at crystalcmercer.com and on social media at C-C-M-E-R-C-E-R-T-O-O. And a special thanks to our sponsor and the reason we've assembled to have these deeper dives, the Winthrop Rockefeller Foundation, WRF, who exists to relentlessly pursue economic, educational, social, ethnic, and racial justice for all our Kansans. Ain't that all right? You can connect with them at wrfoundation.org and on social media at Winthrop Rockefeller Found on IG and WR Found on FB. This episode, like all others, we're talking with folks from all over the state about their draw or passion for equity work, which brings me to our guest, the Marquisa Wentz Esquire. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I love to hear that Esquire. Ooh, that. It's so pretty. <laughs> Y'all, this is going to be a good episode because Marquisa and I go way back. We also have in the studio who is big super support and our friend A.B. Stewart <laughs> representing the Arkansas Appleseed Legal Justice Center. So, yes. yo, I'm, I'm super excited to have y'all in the space today to be spending this time with you, Marquisa. I'm going to give the people a little insight about you just for a minute. We're going to keep it brief because it's going to be about you telling your story. It's a beautiful story. Y'all going to see how dope Marquisa is. So attorney, Check. advocate, Check. advisor, Check. legend in the making. All right. All the checks. Yes. Marquisa is the founding executive director of the Arkansas Appleseed, where she serves as the organization's chief strategic officer and voice for its mission, vision, values, and program. Born and raised in Milwaukee. Hello. Mm-hmm. I was You know, don't give us the area code. <laughs> Marquisa is bringing so much experience to community organizing and advocacy. In 2016, you earned your BA. In 2021, you earned your JD. You're still out here in these streets doing this work. You're committed to public service. And we have to just put it out there. There is a deep love for Beyonce. Absolutely. Undying. I mean, what a queen bee. (laughs) (laughs) So I can absolutely vouch for how dope you are. And I can't wait for people to learn more about you. Welcome to the show, Marquisa. Thank you, Cece. I'm so glad to be here. Y'all, this is a Clinton School (laughs) reunion. You have no idea. Okay. 2019 was a good year to walk across that stage. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that here we are in the 23, doing what it is that we love out here, helping people, supporting, lifting people up. And I'm, I'm really excited to jump in with all your complex work with Arkansas Appleseed. But before we get into that, I just want you to tell people about your journey from Milwaukee to the land of milk and honey. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, it's it's been a journey. Um, and Milwaukee has my heart. That's my home. 414 till I die. Uh, and I still try to continue to have an impact back home. And before leaving, I was serving as a public ally, an AmeriCorps member with Public Allies Milwaukee. And that was my first actual glimpse into serving through the legal sphere. I was mm-hmm. working within landlord-tenant laws, domestic violence, and family cases. And at this point, I had already knew I wanted to go to law school. I knew since maybe seventh grade that I was like, okay, I I need to be a lawyer. I don't really know why, but I know I want to change stuff. And I feel like this could be a great tool in doing that. And so that has been my go-to, like, what do you want to do? I want to be a lawyer. 
Um, I want to make money and make change has always been my motto. Uh, and so I continued on that pursuit and it took me after my service with Public Allies, I began looking into programs that were aligned with that kind of service oriented work, but also had a, a JD tied to it. And so I found the concurrent degree program with the Clinton School and the law school here in Little Rock. And so I was like, okay, it's right in my budget. It'll take me down south, uh, get me out of my city, you know, give me some experience. And it also allowed for me to get that master's as well. And so I chose to do the first year of the master's program first to one, retake the LSAT um, and better prepare for law school in a different setting. I still wanted mm -hmm. to be tied to building my academic career and uh, equipping myself with more skills but uh, I just didn't feel like that was the right time to just jump into law school just yet. I was like, let me take a gap year, but actually pursue a master's. That was my <laughs> gap year, right? And it was beautiful because the Clinton School was made in a way that it really was a refreshing way of learning and testing myself, pushing myself. It took me out the country for the first time where I went to Kenya. I was living in Nairobi and traveled coast to coast evaluating their juvenile justice system. And so that journey, uh, it's been a journey that started from the beginning, from my roots, and it's been a lifelong commitment. I think it was born and bred out of witnessing things around me, uh, not just the bad. I witnessed some very powerful movers and shakers at a young age. I started my work in community organizing and activism at around 14. And that was not just looking at the problems in Milwaukee, but looking at yourself and seeing how you can advance change. And for me, that was the exciting part about it. I wasn't, I'm not broken down by the, the list that Milwaukee is on. I'm not broken down by the list that Arkansas stands on. Uh, it really entices me to really play my role in making it better um, and creating a new reality. And so that journey, I realized at a really early time that as Angela Davis says, freedom is a constant struggle. It's something that's mm -hmm. gonna be ongoing it started before me, I stand on shoulders and it'll continue after me, uh, but I'll continue to make my impact as I'm on my personal journey. So that's what it looks like, that's where we're at. And now I'm here with Arkansas Appleseed and still in Arkansas and loving loving it uh, just as much as, almost as much as I love Milwaukee. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> we know you love Milwaukee, okay? We are not taking that away from you. But it's beautiful that you love Arkansas so much. And even you talking about, oh, this was an opportunity for me to go to the South and looking at, you know, looking at the coin at the time. It's hard when you're in school. College, graduate school is translation for, I ain't got no money, okay? Mm -hmm. It's in these books. Mm -hmm. But thinking about the parallels of what you saw, the good and the bad in Milwaukee, and then translating to that from your legal education and the work that you do here in the natural state, what are some of those parallels that you saw where you grew up and where you are blossoming in your work as an attorney? Yeah, I would say... Still that spirit of tenacity and not giving up. I think that folks from the outside looking in, it seems hopeless. It seems like there's a disconnect, but there's so much beautiful work that happens both here in Arkansas and in Milwaukee that I think I left Milwaukee at a time where I wasn't at the age or in the spaces to where I could fully 
connect with that. Mm. And I spent a lot of my developmental years here in Arkansas, like just getting my education. And so I really wasn't in the community as much as I would have been if I wasn't pursuing my education. Uh, And so once I graduated, even while in school, I tried to really witness and get a feel for what work, what community work and serving and organizing look like in Arkansas. And like I said, it's it's a lot of parallels of folks that are going to be committed no matter what. It's a lot of parallels of folks making you know that there's value here in their city. And there's a lot of pride. Um, if I if I've mm. seen one LR hat, I've seen many. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. And so there's a lot that that sense of pride and ownership of the community. Um, down to the the barriers, though, uh, we don't have as Wisconsin was recently flipped to a blue state for uh, the first time in a while. And so Milwaukee is when people say like their city is outside of their state, like Milwaukee. And then there's Wisconsin. Yeah, that is very true um, for the city that I live in. And that presents a lot of systemic barriers to really trying to um, advance long term change. And I've witnessed that here. uh, Similarly, here in Arkansas with the political divide um, and that divide goes beyond with segregation and witnessing the impact of the history here in Little Rock and also understanding that Milwaukee has uh, become known as the most segregated metropolitan area. And so coming from that space and coming here to Arkansas, where we see those same parallels of environmental injustice and racism um, and how people physically divide and try to conquer communities that can't be conquered. And so um, seeing the continuous fights happening within communities is something that I really noticed that spirit uh, that folks have in Arkansas that's really similar to the fight that we have in Milwaukee. I'm going to let you know, I love Arkansas or Little Rock, LR. (laughs) There's plenty of LR heads in this house as much as you love Milwaukee. And I, I love that you talk about how those similarities just identifying, like you're calling out what it is and that you're not afraid of the fight. Mm-hmm. I think that is just refreshing that you're saying, well, it doesn't discourage me that we rank in a certain place or that these things are similar in this area. It gives me an opportunity to tackle that. So I want to go into a little bit of your website, uh, arappleseed.org, oh, right. just putting that plug <laughs> in. Uh, and, and you talk about to advance inclusion, collective and systemic solutions, these issues of equity, poverty injustice facing our Kansans, you have to work together. Mm -hmm. And talking about that collective work, uh, talking about that overall understanding. And I'm curious for those, you know, who don't know much about your organization and what you've been able to do and the partners you've been able to work with, if you can just tell the people a little bit more about what that looks like with Arkansas Appleseed. Absolutely. And so The reason why that was intentional language put into the mission when I was founding Arkansas Appleseed is because it is part of a nationwide network of other Appleseed centers across the country. And so we made the uh, 17th center and 18 was Oklahoma right after us. And so built into the the fabric of our organization is this network mindset, this idea that we want to expand our impact and utilize the other centers around us. And so I applied that concept here in Arkansas, understanding that there are there's no way to advance equity work without working with others and understanding the limited capacity of 
me, I was the first and only full-time, and still the only full-time employee of Arkansas Appleseed. And we now have AB as uh, our part-time director of operations and program development. And so with that limited capacity and understanding, there's been a lot of amazing organizations already in place here. We wanted to be really mindful of the way in which we came into the space. And so from my experience and from what how I work best is through building those partnerships, building those relationships, and honestly uh, doing less with more, or doing mm. more with less, yes. I should say. And so if I can delegate, if I can find someone that's better at doing it, that already has a hand in the work, and I can learn and then replicate that, or just advance and amplify that work, then why not? Why not? just amplify why not work together and lean towards the the expertise or the experience that's already there and use that to then identify the gaps in which we can step into those spaces. And so that's what it's looked like for us. We've um, you know collaborated in terms of free legal clinics with legal aid. We have an upcoming one with disaster recovery right in when that we're going to be doing in June. Uh, we'll be partnering with legal aid to facilitate that. And we've partnered with CALS and uh, Arkansas Access to Justice and all the staple, you know, legal organizations that are still here and have far more organizational capacity than us. But we have far more organizational flexibility and less red tape around what we can do. And so we have seen that as an opportunity for us to bring a, a breath of fresh air into the work. And so that collaboration, you know, it really it goes into internally we collaborate with our board our board is not just on there making votes our board are, is reviewing <laughs> grant applications our board is working with programming our board is doing it all so shout out to our, our founding board and our board members that are supporting our work and collaborating with collaborating with us to pursue our mission we have an active volunteer base. We have two of, two of which are Clinton School alums uh, working on some really cool volunteer projects with us. And so we build out our pro, our pro bono database. Um, we don't just take in attorneys. We take in, you know, researchers, you know, students, folks within the financial realm. It don't matter. If you got time, you got willingness, and you have a commitment to seeing it through, we will find something for you to do because we are limited in capacity, but we also want our work to be tied to the people. And so we build out our volunteer base in that way. So collaboration really is tied to us from an organizational standpoint, building our capacity, but uh, rooted in our mission, it's it's required for the work mm -hmm. that we want to see in the Arkansas that we want to build. So how long you plan on staying in Arkansas? Because, yeah. you know, I mean... <laughs> Everybody, we done jumped across the pond. We done done a lot of things. And I, I ask this because my father's work, mm -hmm. the attorney, Christopher C. Mercer Jr., uh, kept him here in this state after the Central High Crisis in 1957 and had invitation to go to other places and do what he was doing with the NAACP and as a young attorney. But he made a deliberate choice to stay in Arkansas. And for now, I'm making the same choice, similar to what my father was feeling about his community work. So you speak so passionately about these organizations that are established, your work, what you're bringing here, being in this larger network of Appleseed organizations and how that collaboration just lends you capacity, but also thinking about the sheer scope of what needs to be done to achieve equity. And we know that our state has been challenged mm -hmm. historically with that. 
Uh, how long do you see yourself doing this work here? And how can your work with Arkansas Appleseed expand beyond the borders of the state? I truly, I can't put an expiration date on my work that's tied to Arkansas. I do see myself having a lifelong commitment and some sort of investment into this place. It's poured so much into me and it's given me, uh, specifically, it's given me so many opportunities that I would not have come across elsewhere. And so I owe it to this city, um, I owe it to this state to continue to add to add to it in the ways that it's added to me. So I don't know where where my time will end here in Arkansas. I don't see it as a lifelong uh, settlement, but I do see it as a lifelong commitment. Uh, I don't know where I'll stay. Milwaukee, of course, I'll be back home at some <laughs> point. At some point, uh, but I do see myself continuing the work that I'm doing and the work that I founded here with Arkansas Appleseed. I want to I want to give me a, a founders award or something. I got to make sure, you know, I got to make sure we get it. We get 10 year reunion, some 10 year anniversary of the organization, something I'll be back. Uh, but no, I, I do see Appleseed, Arkansas Appleseed is an extension of my myself. Mm-hmm. It's one lane of Marquisa. And so it doesn't end with Arkansas Appleseed. That's just one one lane. I have my own personal consulting company. Uh, I work still in Milwaukee with my family. We have a, a grocery store in which we're addressing some of the food desert needs and other community resources in a form of laundromats and other community development efforts in communities that need it. And so I, I don't limit myself in terms of uh, practicing law or being at a legal justice nonprofit. I see myself seeking out opportunities that are aligned with myself um, and in line with what I enjoy. I'm a lively person. I like to to connect. I like art. I like talking. I like, you know, just feeling good, living good, looking good. And so I seek out opportunities in which I can do that in a way that impacts those around me. And so I don't know what's, what's after, but I'm just going to say this on record that if I started at ED, the next job better come with a check because <laughs> mm. <laughs> I ain't mm. go to school all them years. Okay. So if y'all, if y'all looking, you better come correct with them numbers. Please come correct. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, this is going to be my rule of thumb <laughs> moving forward. If the job doesn't pay as much as I pay for my education. Okay. Cause let me tell you certified degrees. No. All right. <laughs> I, I call them terminal. Cause ain't nothing coming after that. Look, Hello. <laughs> Y'all run Marquise her money, okay? She out here doing this good work. Just drop a few coins down on the Arkansas Appleseed on Marquise Wentz. You all, you know, just going to give her her respect, her just do. And I, I love that you are boundless. You got 50, 11,000 jobs like me. Okay, I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. But it's a part of honoring ourselves, and we know that it's also bigger than us. Like being a part of community that we didn't fall out of the sky. We have lineage, we have pedigree, we have heritage. Uh, we have a history where we are a part of a line. Like we are continuing to tell a story. We're a part of a legacy while also building our own. So I, I'm really inspired by the way you're approaching your work and, and serving yourself as well in the ways that you serve others, uh, which was my thesis in the yes. Clinton School. I'm like, in order to be a master <laughs> of public service, I have to be a master of myself. Amen. And I'm, I'm still working on that daily. So getting to that. Just run Marquise of her coins <laughs> okay. for sure. Now I want to talk a little bit more about your approach to the work. 
um, how how your mission factors into being in a part of the greater network and what that means for your own law practice and any other attorneys that are either volunteering, uh, AB, how you all approach that collaborative spirit in this network and the principles of your mission from Arkansas Appleseed. Like how, how, is, how are the seeds that you're planting blossoming? Absolutely. One of the major ways in which the seeds that we're planting as an organization is blossoming and in, intends to blossom is through our Legal Justice Fellowship Program. That is a program that I was intent on founding in our first year. It's our fellowship clerkship program for the law students and graduate students here in Arkansas or folks that have a tie to Arkansas. And the idea behind this is, one, building that capacity, but on a greater scale, building and developing the legal profession here in Arkansas, which is already limited, in a way that is inevitably tied to public service work, social justice, and the commitment of self to doing that no matter where you are. Where you are. And so we are intentional about our, our fellowship program and present personal and professional development, mentorship, uh, cohort style, collaboration with the other last year we had about 10 other centers participating in our summer cohort it was about 40 students and so our fellows are given these opportunities to work at a legal service nonprofit work with uh, students from across the country throughout the summer and also be taught through myself and AB and our board and the my network of folks that I connect them with to really see the opportunities that lie within public interest or public service work. And that doesn't mean that has to be your nine to five. If you want to go big law, if you don't even want to be a lawyer anymore, wherever you go, there's always going to be opportunity to serve. And there's a way to do that while still valuing your your input. And so one of the major things for me is that I will never pay my fellows less than $25 an hour. Because when I was in law school and I was pursuing this public interest work, I was doing, you know, amazing work, working for organizations. I would never take it back. I was getting, you know, $12.50, $15.50 when I got the really good public interest one. And I'm looking at my my other people doing similar work. They might just be doing, you know, memos back to back. And getting 25, 28. I'm like, no, bro. (laughs) No, (laughs) there's no way. There's equal value in public interest work and there's, more need for public interest work in that we are serving the folks that are often uh, shut out of the justice process and the justice system. So why not uh, do that? And why not, you know, attach a paycheck that is as valuable as the work these students are putting in? And so I work my fellows, but you're going to get paid for it. And Mm -hmm. so uh, I am really committed to having that embedded into them. So we have salary negotiation workshops. We have, you know, career development workshops. How do you leverage past positions? We, uh, you know, really, how do you navigate a a work interview? How do you activate your network? So not just that cookie cutter, like, you know, edit your resume and make sure you ask questions. Mm -hmm. You know, the go-to responses is real applicable. It's real, like real life. I'm going to tell you how I did it. You might not be on this path, but I know somebody that has been, or you can take something out of my journey that applies. And so that is one of the ways in which I collaborate with my network to pour into these fellows 
And in the long run, the vision for that and the goal of that fellowship is to expand that cohort model into the law firms and organizations here in Arkansas and offer them the opportunity to send their clerks to work with the Appleseed clerks and get that full development as legal, young legal professionals with the idea that once you graduate, once you uh, pass that bar, you're ready to serve and you know your value and the impact you can have on others. <laughs> now look, you doing all this work, you got all this support for everybody else, the active board, your legal justice fellows, a bevy of volunteers and building up that base and not just saying do this work, but also let me pour into you, let me seed into you. What are other ways that Arkansas Appleseed is being supported to do the work that you do? Uh, we have amazing support. Winthrop uh, being one of our major funders and also supporters of our long-term work and programmatic vision. We're currently participating in their HEAL Lab, which is why we're here, and being able to share our story and create a larger impact and amplify the impact that we're already having. So what this looks like for us thus far in terms of the support Winthrop has offered just through this HEAL Lab is we, in light of the recent tornadoes and disasters that's hit the state, we, I was, you know, laying in bed that Saturday and I was texting AB like, we need to do something. I'm like, find the resources. I'm like, well, it wasn't in the plans, but there's something that we can do. Uh, let's get social media graphics out. Um, let's, you know, train attorneys on how to provide legal services around disaster recovery in response. And so that weekend, we started activating and figuring out what we wanted to do. That week, we met with Legal Aid and was like, we want to have a clinic and win. Let's do it. So we had the clinic rolling. And we were like, oh, we have the Heal Lab. Let's reach out and have, you know, Sarah and Jada put together some uh, social media graphics for how to navigate the insurance process, how to really, um, you know, how does this in influence immigration status and just infographics around the top topics that folks might be self-navigating mm -hmm. and with the idea that we want folks to be able to do what they can for themselves and then we'll have this clinic that if you hit a roadblock or you need assistance from an attorney come and see us at this clinic and so with that we were able to set a meeting and get drafts of social media mock-ups within a week two weeks and be able to really put out this information to the community to keep our work going. So that's just one literal tangible example of how Winthrop, not just with the check, which was beautiful as well, <laughs> um, but with the resources that they've supported us with. And so that really amplifies our work within the disaster recovery. We have other social media campaigns around um, our upcoming housing advocacy work and renters rights work that we want to do campaigns around that and really uh, pushing to improve the uh, renters laws and increase the fairness and equity that we see in terms of property and rental housing across the state of Arkansas. And so the support of that comes from these grassroots organizations, the tenants themselves, and other community partners that have had longstanding impact in this realm of housing justice. I love the response time because a lot of the the legal work, just growing up watching my father and the attorneys that I admire who are still in practice today and who have mentored attorneys that are coming up, you have to be able to respond quickly to the needs of people. Mm -hmm. 
And the the storm is something that really touches me because our family was affected by the storm. And just to see a tree in the middle of the house or like yeah. all of the damage and devastation that is around several cities mm-hmm. across our state, being able to give them some help and navigate it because a lot of things have changed. People aren't able to respond as quickly mm-hmm. because there's so many claims. There's so much devastation. There are not enough hands. And it's good to know that you all are activating those resources, not only for that, but other ways where you can support people because the law is real. You yeah. have to follow it. Yep. <laughs> and if it doesn't serve you, hopefully there are people in place that will help you fight it to change it because yeah. those are the rules that we live by when we're trying to just coexist as right. peacefully and as beautifully as possible. So that's really exciting that y'all got somebody <laughs> in y'all pocket and WRF is really good about that. They're like, look, we have the resources. Y'all mm-hmm. already on the ground. Y'all on the streets. Y'all yes. do it. Yes. We got your back. You need this resource. You need that person. We'll connect you. So shout out to the Rockefeller <laughs> Foundation for supporting these Arkansas businesses, nonprofits, creatives for just being out here doing the work that they do. Uh, and a shout out for that, that other support <laughs> yeah, okay. so they can continue to, to pay these, these fellows and do right. this work. Marquisa, I, I want to know what else is is on your heart about the organization or just who you are as a person that you can share with the people listening that hopefully will uh, activate and inspire them in their passions and pursuits. Absolutely. I think that one of the things that I want folks to really understand about Arkansas Appleseed and what we represent in the community and the impact and legacy that we want to have across this state is that we are committed to seeing through our mission by any means necessary. And whether that means we need to build our organizational capacity in terms of being able to equip other legal skills, if that means that we need to, I need to figure out how to do a class action suit, if I need to do legislative advocacy, if I need to, you know, roll up my sleeves and get back into my community activism and organizing bag, we will utilize all the tools in our tool belt to ensure that our Kansans are whole. Um, I thought Mm -hmm. about you Uh, One of the questions or prompts was, what is your definition of equity? And that's what I was thinking on and driving here. And I really wanted to sit with that for a while because I thought I was like, I never really like even looked up the definition of equity. Like, (laughs) like, I know, like in the law, it's uh, alternative form of remedy. So you have your legal remedies and you have your equitable remedies. Mm -hmm. And that means you make the person whole. Literally, if that means, you know. It doesn't necessarily have to be in abidance of the legal remedies. Um, You pursue an equitable remedy. And so for me, that's what it came down to is equity work is the making of making people whole by any means. Uh, So that if that means that you need to pour more into this community, then that's what it means. If that means that they have traditionally been stripped of their wholeness, you have to work double time to do that. Um, And so I think that Arkansas Appleseed is fully committed to making sure that Arkansans can experience the fullness of life. And if that means that we are addressing economic inequity 
environmental injustice, whatever that looks like. We are intentionally very general and broad. Um, if you look at our pillars of justice, we pretty much touch on everything. <laughs> and so we are like, yeah, we do it all. Um, but don't get it confused. I am not um, capable of doing it all. So I will say that I encourage folks to visit our website, sign up for our newsletters, and tap in on how to become a volunteer with us. As I mentioned earlier, our volunteer work is not um, specific to attorneys. You not, we're not going to assign you a case uh, mm -hmm. to take on. That's how we, dif we differ from legal aid and CALS in that way in terms of our pro bono work. It might be doing some background research on uh, upcoming educational materials that we're putting out in the community. Right now, to give you an idea, our current volunteer projects give you a pretty good idea of the type of projects. So we have one person working on a one-pager, educating folks around environmental justice and ways to combat utility property and ways you can use the resources around you that are available through the state or other programs to lessen your utility bills and energy efficiency within your home. And so that's one idea that one of our volunteers is working on that one page. We have another volunteer. We are one of our projects right now is an equity ID project, which entails a report that looks at the barriers as it relates to folks getting access to ID cards, which might take it for granted, but without an ID, you can't get a job, you can't fly, you can't vote. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many things tied to that, and the barriers are extensive in terms of cost, transportation, internet access, access to secondary documents. If you don't have a birth certificate, if there's a discrepancy in your name, there's a lot of barriers. And so that report really addresses on a broad range. It's a collaborative report report with our Texas, Kansas, Louisiana, and our national network. And so we'll be releasing that report and then following that up with, okay, what, how does this apply to Arkansas? How do we want this to impact Arkansas? So we identified Phillips County as a county we want to start with. Uh, I took mm -hmm. on one client there. It was a grandmother that her granddaughter was in her custody and she wanted to go to college, but her birth certificate had a different name and so they wouldn't give her an ID. And so I was like, okay, mm -hmm. this aligns with our equity ID work. I took, uh, it was a legal aid referral. So Arkansas Appleseed took that case on, changed her name, and now she's able to get an ID and pursue mm -hmm. her education. And so we're going to follow up that Phillips County work and do some focus groups with the agencies that directly provide IDs, whether it be the courts that work with those name changes, the um, Department of Vital Records, clerks, whatever, whoever can give us insight on um, those barriers as they exist in Phillips County. And so one of our volunteers is preparing that focus group protocol right now. So once that's done, I can take that protocol and go take do those focus groups and really do that work in Phillips County. And so those are examples of work. You can be a guest speaker for our Legal Justice Fellowship program in that cohort of law students and graduate students across the country that I had... Um, uh, Osiris Bali is one of our board I members. Shout out to o. Yes. <laughs> uh, and he spoke about his art. He spoke about uh, his topic was around community. It was, wasn't like networking, but community uh, development and relationship building as it relates to uh, justice work. Uh, just, you know, his, his, his network is extensive. And I was like, you don't want to talk about this. And he also shared a piece of his work with us. And, you know, I seek out guest speakers that can really speak to the depth of public service work. 
And so you can be a guest speaker there. Um, you can help us with fundraising and development. Whatever your bag is, I will find a spot for you to fit. Mm. I just, we just talked with an insurance agent um, in preparation for our disaster recovery work. And we were like, can you just write down like the tips and tricks that you wish people would know about navigating this process right now? And so just... Uh, you know, dedicating your resources and whatever that looks like will be extremely beneficial to the work that we pursue. And if you're like, I don't know how I can help, I will be able to tell you. <laughs> I can Trust tell me. you I how you can help. Just talk. <laughs> just, just talk. Let's just, just talk to me. We figure it out together. So mm. yeah, I would, I would really invite folks to support us. We are a young organization, and we're part of that national network of other centers, and that's a beautiful network to be a part of. It truly is a network. They pour into us organizationally. We'll be at our all network convening in Boston in a couple of weeks. And so they teach me everything. Being a young, a young ED, fresh out of law school, fresh off of taking the bar. Um, I am the youngest. I am the only black queer woman in that space. And in the Arkansas legal nonprofit space, I'm the only one as well. And so I really appreciate the support that is poured into me so early in, in my career. And so I would just want to share and inspire those that might not have that dream job. I never had a dream job. And the reason was because Arkansas Appleseed didn't exist when I was in school. I had to create it. And so I never pictured myself founding an organization the week after I took the bar exam and really building out a nonprofit that I truly know will have a longstanding impact in this state. And so it's an honor and I want folks to step into that discomfort. I truly did not know what I was stepping into. Mm. And that first year taught me so much about every aspect of running a business, founding a business, creating partnerships, activating, um, being patient with myself. I had some hiccups. I had some learning curves. Um, I got pulled in and, 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 Every which way by my board. All the directions. <laughs> I already see okay. you stretched. <laughs> um, but it all worked out. And we're at a position right now as an organization where we are the most healthy financially that we've ever been. We are the most uh, tight-knit as a board and a staff that we've ever been. And we're ready to work. So we are excited about the programming work that we have coming up in this year. As I mentioned, we're doing some things around housing and renters' rights and standing up some um, and activating some, you know, organizing spaces within the state around renters' rights, uh, eviction advocacy. And, you know, we're really excited to continue the work and have the impact. We've been we've been kind of sleep building our, our connections throughout this past year and a half, two years and getting ourselves settled as an organization with the intention of being sustained for a long time. And so now that I can take off my organizational hat and my, my administrative hat, I'm putting on that, that programming hat and I'm rolling up my sleeves. And so I invite folks to join me in that fight and visit our website, arappleseed.org, and visit that volunteer page to learn more, sign up for our e-newsletter, follow us on socials, and help me help all Arkansans. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> Marquisa, you know, you have, you really blessed my soul today. And I'm just, you you said something I, I don't want to be remiss before we get into uh, our outro here about equity as a remedy mm -hmm. and making people whole. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And that just really touched, like I felt my chest activating. Mm -hmm. I felt something that is uh, hurting inside of me begin to transform. So I hope that you continue to approach it in that way, uh, that this work is really medicine to heal these broken places. And I'm just I'm so thankful for you. I'm so excited for you. I just love you so much. This has just been beautiful, beautiful time. Y'all run Marquisa her right. coin. All right. <laughs> Y'all go to arappleseed.org. Like she said, look at that volunteer page. AB also love, look, AB is in the building. So I just yes. want y'all to know that. Uh, and and following them in the social media space. So before we end the show, uh, we like to end with a quote, a poem, words of encouragement, encouragement. <laughs> it's too deep, y'all. Encouragement. There we go. Encouragement could work too. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cute though, but <laughs> encouragement. Before we depart from this space together, no doubt is someone is out there relentlessly pursuing something in their heart. And today's feature comes from someone I really admire and respect who has inspired a lot of attorneys, uh, much like my brother and my father, Charles Hamilton Houston. And he was a graduate of Amherst College, Harvard Law School, and often referred to as the man who killed Jim Crow. Just lay down. Mm. Stop trying to come back mm. from the dead. Uh, and he said, I made up in my mind if I got through this war, and he was referencing World War One, I, I would study law and use my time fighting for men who could not strike back. All our struggles must tie in together and support one another. We must remain on the alert and push the struggle further with all our might. And I absolutely believe that Marquisa, AB, your board, your volunteers, your fellow, y'all are doing that work with all of your might. And I'm just so thankful for you sharing a bit of that story with us today. Absolutely. <sighs> y'all I'm feeling good we finna yes. talk offline but I want to thank y'all for tuning in to the Relentless Pursuit podcast the foundation of equity where our Kansans are having justice center dialogue to promote the equilibrium of humanity in the natural state and beyond we had a fabulous time today in studio yes, with Marquisa Wentz Esquire yeah Man, she worked for them letters of the Arkansas Appleseed Legal Justice Center. And I am your host, Crystal C. Mercer. And thank you again to our season sponsor with the Rockefeller Foundation. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.